All right, this should be a fun week as we rock up to the 4th of July. A bit of warning, though. Towards the end of the week, I might get a little cranky, and I'm just saying that only because uh, 4th of July, like any holiday in the state of Michigan, means you can fire uh, fireworks ad nauseum. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is that my house ends up being a really, really nice target, so I spend most of the weekend cleaning up things that I didn't actually fire off. So uh, if I get a little gnarly towards the end of the week, that's possibly why. But today, uh, Monday, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. we got to talk about uh, ordering pizza with an emoji. If you haven't done that, well, it won big at Cannes this weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, also, we'll talk about Apple Music. That comes out tomorrow and we may or may not talk about some other things because i got lots of things marketers ruin everything welcome to the everything is marketing podcast what i don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one what would the hero of your life's movie do right now do that do those things all right, it is the Everything Is Marketing Podcast. It is Monday. Tomorrow, it is the big Apple Music Day. And how is that all going to work? Well, we've talked about it a little bit, and uh, we'll just go over it one more time. So what's going to happen tomorrow is when you get up, um, your iOS is going to say, hey, I've got an update. Uh, three words that you don't ever want to hear because it takes 10 hours for your phone to get the update. That, that said, you've got an update on your iPhone and your iPad. Once you do that, you will have a white icon and you will be ready to rock with Apple Music. Once you log into Apple Music, as I said before, you will have three months free. So you get to try it out. Um, they're either hedging their bets on one of two things, and we've talked about this before. They're either hedging their bets that you're going to fall into the I signed up for a gym and never went category. We call that the electronic funds transfer that you forgot about. Or you love the service and can't wait to be a part of it. One of those two things is going to happen if you don't cancel uh, within 91 days or so. Um so you'll sign up, and then it's going to ask you, just like every other music service you've ever signed up for, what sort of things are you into? Because it wants to figure out what to serve you, right? What's cool about this um, that you might actually like that is different than the other services, despite the flopped rollout and the Taylor Swift flap and all of that stuff, this might be the thing. Number one, it's easy for you. You just have to opt in and you're in. Number two... Um, you will, with the $9.99 a month, have access to stream all of the songs on iTunes, which a lot of people are into, obviously. The ability to use the entire iTunes library um, is tantalizing for a lot of people. Uh, you'll still miss things like Radiohead, and you'll miss things like Tool and a couple other bands, uh, but you should know that by now and have them logged onto your account somewhere. If you're fans of those bands, you already know that, and this is no news to you. That said, uh, if you're looking for other stuff, your ability to, to stream everything on iTunes is kind of cool. They're also going to launch their own radio station because despite the... Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, declaration that radio is dead, people can't get enough of trying to become radio stations. So uh, they're going to launch uh, their version of Radio 1, which will be a real human being or human beings that will be uh, DJing. And uh, uh, Beats 1, actually, not Radio 1. Beats 1 will be available to everybody on the free level. So even after 90 days, if you cancel, you'll still have access to the uh, Beats 1, which takes the place of iTunes radio that never really took off. So they're hoping that this part takes off. So that's the two things that you're going to get uh, tomorrow. Plus, you'll get um, the human version uh, that will curate things that you'll be into. And this is the part that we've talked about, or I've talked about ad nauseum, that needs to be tweaked. This is the part that, as I've said, radio just does a much better job of being a discovery system than any of these other systems seem to do. It seems to get in, in the way of itself, especially when you have things like, and this is what I'm excited to try out with, with it coming out on a Tuesday when all of the new albums come out, trying out the new music part. Because like I said two weeks ago, when you go to Spotify new releases, a lot of times you don't see what 
all is out. And, and I don't know, look, I don't know the business behind it. I don't know if you have to pay to be in that spot, but as a user, I don't care. I want to see what's new and I want to listen to what's new. I don't care that you have some sort of backroom deal that these things get the tiles and these things don't get the tiles. I don't care about that stuff. The user experience is important. And if in the example I used two weeks ago, if I was looking for Nate Roos for fun, he was not in your new releases, Spotify. So therefore I had to look it up manually and that's the discovery system that's broken. Will that be fixed with iTunes Music on day one? Don't know, but excited to find out. Um, so like I said, you get an iOS update, and then you can launch that service, and we will talk uh, a lot tomorrow about uh, Apple Music and, and my first thoughts and where do we go from here. A couple other fun things to talk about. Uh, there was a story on Digiday over the weekend about the first ever Instagram book. I know, right? So uh, this is a gentleman who uh, works at an agency. He's done a lot of work with uh, the um, Honda campaign, and he's won a ton of awards for the stuff that he's done. And right now, he is doing a marketing book on Instagram to kind of show marketers and show people how you can use the different mediums and mix them up. And so the Instagram account is called Look At Me Book. That's the account, Look At Me Book, because it's uh, actually titled Look At Me When I'm Talking To You is the name of the book, but it's called Look At Me Book is the Instagram account, and every day he's essentially launching a new chapter. So there's six of them up right now. The first three um, don't really count, but they're still interesting, right? Because the first one is a title page. The second one is about the author. The third one is a table of contents. And then you get into the book. So what is it? So um, he's an animator. And what he does is he animates the slide at the beginning of it. Um, and you kind of get 15 or 20 seconds of this animation. And then uh, the body of the book lives um, in where the comments would be. And if you're somebody who's used a lot of Instagram, you're seeing that this is happening more and more. The people are using it as a long form um, place to almost blog because we talked about it Thursday when I was doing mornings at MLive and talking about social as a language that the activity going on in Instagram, the um, paying attention, the amount of attention that you have on Instagram is better than most of the other social mediums. So if you look at the content that you put out on Instagram, you may not have if you're a normal person who doesn't have a brand page. So on Facebook, maybe you have 5,000 friends on Facebook and you don't have that many on Instagram, you will find that your content on Instagram is consumed at a higher level and more frequently than the stuff you put up on Facebook. So when I say that there's a lot of attention there, there's a ton of attention there. What's interesting will be to see if this sort of format works out, if people will want to read, not only read a book in this form, but read essentially an unfinished book. So this is... Uh, to go all the way back to talk about, we talked about trailers and the definition of trailer and why is it called a trailer and where did that phrase come from? Well, it comes from, you know, like I said, that the trailers that you know of today were actually at the end of movies when you would go Saturday to see new movies and see the um, uh, the cliffhanger. So this is essentially going all the way back to the age of movies in, in the 1900s, early 1900s. This is your version of a book cliffhanger. And in a different way than, let's say, a comic book. If you're somebody who collects Marvel Comics or DC Comics, you're used to, you read one issue and then you've got to wait for the next issue. This is literally reading one page and waiting for the next page. What's fascinating about this is, one, what does this medium allow you to do that other mediums don't allow you to do? Two, what does a book look like when you're not under the gun to finish it all in one fell swoop? And does that allow you to move a little bit more, right? 
as things change and you're writing a marketing book with no defined ending, right? He doesn't have to end it at any point if he doesn't want to. What does that book look like if it can continue to morph to model after what is actually happening in marketing that very moment? What does that look like? fascinated to check this out. Like I said, the account is look at me book on Instagram and there are uh, six pages, depending on when you listen to this podcast, there might be seven, but there are six pages up so you can get a sense of what he's doing. And I think it's really cool. If you were a fan of clients from hell writing style, very similar, although this is actually an education book to kind of show you um, what happens between client and uh, agency and what that sort of process looks like and the stumbling blocks you go through, at least at the initial part of this book, the part that we've all been able to read, that's where we are with that. And lastly, at Cannes over the weekend, uh, it was Cannes Lions, which is where they do all of the advertising awards. And one of the big awards went to Domino's, who launched their uh, pizza emoji campaign, uh, campaign, campaign, sorry, uh, campaign in May. And what is that? Well, if you signed up for a Domino's account and have ordered online before, those are the kind of the, the pre-qualifying conditions you need for this thing to work. But essentially, you go on Twitter and you go at Domino's and you put the pizza, pizza emoji up and they send you a pizza. How do they do that? Well, you have to essentially order the same thing every time, which not essentially, you actually have to order the same thing every time and you have to have their version of easy pay set up. So it's already a credit card in the system that they can charge instantaneously. But this campaign won because it's super simple. And when you're set up in that system, it works. If you, you know, if your wife wants only cheese and you want cheese, sausage and mushroom and you order that over and over and over and over again, uh, at Domino's pizza emoji, 33 minutes, there's a pizza at your doorstep. That is some great branding, and when it works, it works seamlessly. So one, because it's uh, just beautiful in the simplicity, and two, according to the judges, they loved how this campaign made the advertising and made the brand more social. So in your Twitter feed, you're seeing everybody, let's say on Friday night, uh, pizza emoji, pizza emoji, pizza emoji, pizza emoji. And then what happens next, right? This is when we talk about, like we talked last week, social as a language. So as that pizza shows up at my house, what am I going to do with it? I'm going to take a photo of it and put it on Instagram and tag Domino's one more time. And then if I have a great experience with it, I'll likely go back to Twitter and say, at Domino's, thanks so much for the ease of service or the pizza was great or had a great time or whatever. And then maybe one more time on Instagram, a photo of me and my friends eating pizza on a Friday night. So you're getting some cross-platform crossing over uh, because pictures just work better on Instagram than they do on Twitter. And you're getting the um, ephemeral nature of, let's say, like a Snapchat. So uh, the ability to just go, I want a pizza, pizza emoji, boom, and then there's a pizza at your house. It's kind of a fun thing to play around with. So uh, if you've got some time over the 4th of July weekend, maybe it's time for you to take the pizza emoji for a ride. All right, we'll talk tomorrow about Apple Music. We will talk this week about not falling asleep on 4th of July. What does that mean? Hang tight. We'll talk about it this week. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin.